Your Working Life, a show that provides you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. I'm Caroline Dowd Higgins. I'm a speaker and a career and leadership coach, and today I welcome back Lee Carraher to the show. Lee, welcome. I'm so thrilled that you're here. I am more thrilled than you to be asked back. I mean, gosh, what an honor. Well, good. We're (laughs) going to have a juicy conversation, and we're going to talk about this new normal for men and women in the workplace that has been inspired, shall I say, by the Me Too movement. And Mm -hmm. there's so much to talk about, and I'm really grateful for your wisdom and expertise, Lee. So let's get started. So there's a great blog post that you wrote recently that... uh, really excited me and you said very passionately not meeting with women is not the answer this actually hurts women even more now's the time to have more meetings with more women so unpack that for our audience why should men meet with women so (laughs) well for so many reasons so it really came out of a conversation I had with a colleague on a board that I sit on who said, Lee, I can't meet with women anymore. And he wanted me actually to meet with him. I've known this guy for nine years. Yeah. And he wanted me to be in a public place when I talk with him. And he, he asked me. I mean, I wasn't like seeking him out. <laughs> he goes, I can't meet with women by myself anymore because, uh, you know, I've, I've found out, you know, in all this exploration that I have been offensive to women, that I that there are women out there in my career that feel like I have marginalized them, that I have not um, heard them well, that they, I don't, they don't think I think they're ca- capable, and it was a body blow to this man. Wow. And in Silicon Valley, we definitely have had this, uh, it is pervasive. It is absolutely pervasive because there's been so many hot, heavy hitters heavy hitters in the villa in Silicon Valley taken down by the fact that they have acted with, uh, in bad behavior in the past yeah, and, yeah. um, gotten away with it until now. And they may not have known it was bad behavior. They, uh, I, they say, yeah. I'm not so clear on that, but this idea of the Billy Graham rule, the Billy Graham rule is one that Mike Pence, our vice president has picked up, which is don't meet with any woman alone unless she's your wife. Oh, well, gosh. guess um, what? <laughs> We're by not- definition, <laughs> that limits every woman, working woman's opportunity in the world. Exactly. Exactly. We, none of us, no man, no woman gets to the top or gets to their goal if they have a, if they are, a, you know, have a goal to be in a leadership or, or a position of influence. Um, they don't get there by themselves. Nobody does. And the concept of, you know, mentorship and sponsorship, which is we would, you know, women used to call it the old boys network. Well, that's live and well. Right. Yeah. And it's who do I know? Who do I trust to put in that position? Who am I going to shortcut? Um, who who do I want to be on the golf course with when we have to go play golf with our customers? Who do I want to be in the bathroom with? You know, really? Yeah. Yeah. Really, this idea. Um, and when you have sponsors and mentors who know you, they they need to know you well. And by knowing you well means you spend time with them not just in the very singular work environment, more but as a person, right? And if we don't have men who are willing to know women who are colleagues by spending time with them, they are not in a position, the men are not in a position of strength to recommend 
women for positions that are moving up. And it's, it's totally, it may be totally unintended, right? But if you do not take the time to understand who is in your purview and only meet with men, then you are cutting off your nose to spite your face in terms of the full talent pool that is available to bring to bear on whatever position it is. And now is the time when this is such a, you know, now is the moment where people, I want men to like double down on this. Exactly. If you have met with 12 women last year, I only meet a 24 yeah. this year. Yeah. If you met with 36 last year, I only just 72, you know, because they're all in a position to acknowledge the fact that they may not have, um, uh, they may not have acted well in the past. I think most people act well. I don't think, you know, um, and to go out of their way like someone else did for them for the best talent possible. And we know statistically companies that have um, more women, meaning, you know, have at least half women pr produce better than companies that are all male companies that have women on their boards of directors. Now this may not be causal, but, but the, the two facts are true. Those companies that have women on their board of directors have better returns. That is, statistically true and you can't necessarily say it's a cause and effect but that's a fact i so, couldn't agree more i am smiling ear to air just have to you tell know. you yeah <laughs> so uh if you're in a position of leadership your job is to bring the best people forward and if you are not meeting with half of your people because of their gender by definition you're not doing your job you know, thank you for being so clear because it is an awesome, in the true sense of the word, responsibility for men and women to, to yeah. promote this opportunity for women to meet with more men. So I want to quote something that you pulled from McKinsey and the iconic uh, Sheryl Sandberg book, Lean In. Uh, research has definitely proven that at every level, more men than women say they interact with senior leaders at least once a week and our our women are are not going to be able to do this if the men are concerned about meeting with them so do you think lee that the me too movement is really causing a backlash that's hurting women i think that the me too movement there is going to be backlash for any movement that yeah. is pushing change to expect that the movement of me too which is so visceral which is actually caused by women who have been physically hurt in the course of work yeah and of course not everybody's been physically hurt i get it i've not been physically hurt i do have many of my own me too stories but i've never been physically hurt i've been blessed by that but the if the movement is grounded in physical hurt we cannot expect that oh really it'll just be you know, just be taken, everyone will take up that mantle and throw it forward and say everything's okay. Of right, course, right. it's going to be backlash. But in that back, so basically, it's sort of like we need to slingshot our way forward, knowing there'll be some backlash, and so that we can end up in a forward place. And slingshot again forward, knowing there'll be backlash, you know, and then go forward. If we imagine, you know, all men are not this way. Absolutely not. And... We've also seen in the um, last year that there have been some accusations on in in the spirit of Me Too or under that on the mantle of Me Too or stand up 
um, or time's up, right, Mm -hmm. that are questionable. You know, you know, really questionable. Like they, you know, and um, and some of the women who who did that have since, you know, apologized and said, oh, not really, but I'm embarrassed, you know, blah, blah, blah. We've all done embarrassing things in our lives. Absolutely. (laughs) All of us. us. Yeah. But so if the one percent of the one percent, you know, um, gets attention under the mantle of Me Too or Time's Up that really shouldn't get it. That still doesn't mean we should stop. Right. So, yes, there's been backlash, and Cheryl Sandberg did say that mm-hmm. because she's heard it. I've heard it. I've yeah. got clients. This person came up to me in the middle of a board meeting and said, I need to talk to you because I can't, but I need to talk to you over there because I can't be seen with you by myself. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've known you for nine years. So let's break that down because I'm sure there are thousands and thousands of men and women women listening saying, okay, how do I make this work? So let's look at it through the lens of the men, right? Guys, we're going to give you the benefit of the doubt. We're going to tell you exactly how to meet with us because it's not that complicated. So Lee, can you break it (laughs) down? it feels complicated to them, right? It does. And I honor that. You know, I really do. And I want to respect what they're feeling because it's real and and I want us as women to help clarify it for them so could you break it down and help those men including your phenomenal colleague who's nervous how do yeah. they behave so I think there's things that we think you know <laughs> and there's things that you should know right good point so we think you know that you shouldn't touch a woman on her face or chest or a lower back you know right. any or body below the waist we think you know that but just don't do it you right. know um and uh, I have lots and lots of examples in that blog post, you know, of, oh, and this man stuck her his hand between this woman's legs. I'm like, okay, you know you shouldn't do that. Yeah. Don't do that, right? Still don't, don't do that. Yeah. Don't talk about sex at work. Yeah. Don't talk about sex at work. And, uh, ba- you know, in locker room talk and bathroom talk, it does not belong in the workplace unless you're in the porn business, which is a legal business. Right. You know, right. go ahead. Right. Um. Don't wait for, you know, an intern's boss to leave the room and then all of a sudden start talking about sex or their bodies or what they'll do to get ahead. Just don't do that. Right. And don't name products sexually, sexually charged names. There should be, you know, there's seriously, you don't grab, you don't kiss, you don't lick. I mean, these are things you just don't do. Right. And don't have work, you know, and in my career, I have signed expense reports to strip clubs where work got done. Um, don't have a work function at a strip club. Right. Unless you're in the strip club business, I guess that makes sense, right? Again, Mm -hmm. legal business. But other people don't belong there for work. Don't have um, meetings in the bathroom, right? Uh, Michael Eisner is famous for saying this. You know, they made a bad acquisition, billions of dollars lost. And after that bad acquisition, they said, no more more meetings in the bathroom. (laughs) Well, duh. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Okay. You know, do ask women on your team um, their specifically their opinions. So everyone can hear them. And do pay attention to your own body language. Right? You know, um, and how you use words. So, you know, the, thing, the idea of, um, oh, she's not giving you time. She's very selfish versus, oh, he's so, he is so busy. He doesn't have time for us. That's very, you know. It's very different on the majority of language. Absolutely. Um, I think there are things that maybe you don't know these rules, but never invite a woman to your apartment or your hotel room for a meeting, ever. Don't do it. Right. Do not do it. Go to a Starbucks. 
Go to the hotel lobby. Go somewhere else where people can see you. Uh, don't offer a quick row. There is no sex for deal. Don't get drunk in a you know or high in a work environment. Um, do invite if you're married and have a family, invite them home like you would your male colleague. Invite them over. Maybe they have a spouse. Maybe they have a girlfriend, a boyfriend, whatever. Invite them home so they can see the whole you. Right. Nice. Do uh, this is something I really like is you know so choose a restaurant that you're going to have breakfast at. Choose a restaurant you're going to have lunch at. Choose a restaurant you're going to have dinner at for work, right? Just choose three restaurants. Have them be well-lit, busy places where you can hear things. And always go there. for your, And have that be known. Have your go-tos. Yeah. That's go-to place. If you're in a business, you can say, okay, we're going to have work breakfasts at this place and this place. So that's just always the place, right? So that you don't have to question if you're seen there with another person, it's about work. Right. If you take somebody to those places, they know that these are the designated places for work, nice. right? And you sort of get rid of the whole, oh, wait, is this a date? Is this work? Is it da 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 right? Kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think you ask, you know, and you just say it out loud. You know, I am, I got to tell you, this whole Muti thing has really shook me to the core. And I, one, I, I hope that I haven't had any, I hope I haven't made anybody, male or female, feel the way that um, I've read about in this Me Too, all the Me Too coverage. So one, please know that that's not my intention. Have I ever, and just say it, have have I ever made you feel at at risk, nervous, um, belittled, whatever, and just... And be ready to listen. Don't ask a question you're not ready to hear the answer for, right? Uh, be ready to listen. And, you know, it's okay to say, you know what? Wow, you're, you're, you're body, body blowing me here. I need, to, I need to listen to all this. I'm just going to just listen to it all. And it is, it is okay to say you've, you've shook me. Yeah. I, I need to sort of, I need to... Um, think about it. I need to internalize it. And then I, I hope that you can meet with me again to talk about it and how we can go forward so that you know that I have the utmost respect for you. And then I think lastly, ask them if they want a mentor, ask them what they, you can do to help them. Lovely. I so appreciate that specificity because I, like you, have heard so many men that are in a panic and they are literally retreating away from women because they are fearful about doing the wrong thing. So gentlemen, we want to empower you. We want to help you. And for goodness sakes, we want to work with you, right? This is, this is a, yes, absolutely. Okay. So let's flip it, Lee, as, as we wrap this up, because your wisdom is so spot on and I'm so grateful to you. How about the women listening? Because the truth, is we're experiencing Me Too differently as well. And and again, Uh, I'm so sensitive to what you said earlier about harassment and women who were absolutely in harm's way, emotionally, physically, we we honor and, and support them in every single way that we can. Let's also think practically, though, about the workplace, forging new relationships. How do we have our voices heard differently? Yeah. So I think there's behaviors that we have that get in our way sometimes on the bias. Um, uh, for sure, that are more female than male, um, where we can do things a bit differently so that there's no misunderstanding, And number one, and that we project ourselves in the most confident way possible. Uh, and, and then three, with men, 
just to be honest with them, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and not combative. I think what's really, if people, if the, if men are worried about being, you know, oh my gosh, I may have done that in the past, right? Because we're not, none of us are perfect, right? Right, right. Oh my gosh, I may have done that in the past. It's mortifying. It's mortifying. And yeah, now I have a daughter and I wouldn't want it to happen to her. Oh my gosh, right? Well, it's also the time to, to be honest about our individual relationships to say, Yes. Here's let me give you some specific examples, Joe, where you where you absolutely discounted everything I had to say, but took someone else's point of view, which was exactly the same as mine. Yeah. But it happened to be a man. So let me just describe that to you. Um, <clears throat> and you may get back. I have I have experienced this. But Lee, I didn't know you were agreeing with me because you were nodding. Or you were nodding all the time, and then you disagreed with me. How can I know what you're doing, right? Uh, yeah. So there are some behaviors that women have that don't help us break through that bias. And let me just lock them down. So one is we nod. Uh, more, more women nod than men just to demonstrate that they are paying attention. Right. It's an acknowledgement you're, that you're listening. It's a, no, yeah. you're pay, you could absolutely disagree with the person, but you're nodding because you want them to know you're listening to them. And then you could say the, and how men most are more likely to interpret the nod is that, that person believes in me, right? That she's on board. You're right. Yeah. And, and then, and then something we say, actually, I disagree. And they're, sh they don't like, Oh my God, you totally slapped me upside the head. I had no idea. That's one thing. Two is that we, um, put ourselves in positions of subservience. So, for example, when we shake hands, a lot of the time, many of us have, depending on where you are born and where you, how you grew up, heard, do not stand, ladies, stay seated when you meet somebody. No, in the workplace, stand up, move around from the table or the chair or the desk, stand in front of the person you're meeting, sh extend your hand, shake your hand with an open face. Nice. Do not sit down. That's, that is not... <laughs> You're you're demanding respect when you stand up, shake your hand, not like a limp fish, and that's it's sort of the the whole problem with women in the workplace is we have this Goldilocks syndrome, right? Can't yeah. be too soft, can't be too hard, can't be too mean, can't be too you know. Yeah, you're <laughs> right. It's pervasive. Just right. So it definitely is a tightrope, but I think the tightrope is getting wider. Another thing that we do um, more women do than men is they apologize for things they shouldn't apologize for. For example, sorry to bother you, but sorry, Joe, but the meeting's starting right now. Sorry, you know, there's no reason to apologize. I need your help, please. Right. Joe, the meeting's starting now. There's no reason to say, so, sorry, you know. Exactly you, right. Now that I've said that, you will hear that. You're just going to hear sorry from every woman you hear talk to. I mean, you're just going to hear it. Yeah. And then the other thing that we do often is to couch or tag onto our phrases. So sometimes we'll say, this may be a really stupid idea, but, or this is sort of wacky, but, or I'm not an expert on this. However... So all you're doing is inviting anybody, man or woman, to absolutely agree with you. And yes, you're not an expert, so shut up, right? No. Yeah, it's self-sabotage. Totally self-sabotage. I have an idea. Boom. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. And on the back end, we also think things like, don't you agree? Isn't that a good idea, right? You know? We're just begging As for affirmation. We're yeah. begging for affirmation instead of being definitive. Here's the idea. Bam. Right? And we also, women would use the word might. And might is the weakest possible word. You know, sorry, might, and just. Those are the words I want women not to use. Sorry, I told about. Might. Might you have some time? Yeah, I might. 
Did you get a meeting? No, you didn't ask for a meeting. Exactly. Why did you have some time? No, no, no. Uh, can you give me three times that work for you next week and I will make one work? There we go. Boom, right? You are assuming that respect. You are assuming that this person uh, and demanding respect and demanding participation instead of might. Yeah, I might. Right. And then the last word is just. Um, and we had to we had a woman in my office who used just all the time. And I and I finally just laid down the law. You have to put all your email on delay and you have to do a word search on just and delete them all. Well right? done. Well done. So like, just checking in. Just thought I would come say hi. Just whatever. As if what you're saying doesn't matter. So we have these behaviors that have been and they're not bred. We learn them from each other. We learn them from television. We learn them from the media. And uh, now that you know what they are, you can stop them. And right? I would encourage all of us listening to to have the back of your colleague, right? Look out for your fellow woman and help her and encourage her to help you. Because we don't often recognize it in our own behavior. So we, we have to look out for each other. Absolutely. And um, I guess for women, too, who um, on their speech... Up talking is the worst possible thing you can do to sabotage yourself. So ending a sentence in a question with a rise up. Um, and now that I've said that, you're going to hear this a lot. <laughs> All that does is create doubt in the listener. Oh, well, maybe she doesn't know what she's talking about. Is she asking me a question? As opposed to going down. And there actually is an app. And I don't represent this company. I, I just really like their app. It's called Like So. And um, I think it's like three dollars, not okay. even. Okay, And you can practice. You basically record yourself in the course of your either presentation or practice or do your day, and then it will tell you how many fill it justs or likes or sorries or up talks that you have. So you can practice getting better because you're not going to break a habit. You're not going to break a behavior without practice. That is so true. Lee Carher, you are a rock star, and I am so grateful for you. I really am. What a great way to end a busy week. And I learned a lot today. I know the millions of people listening did. Thank you for talking about this incredibly important topic and helping men and women listening understand what the new normal is. I am very grateful. You are very welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Take good care, Lee, and I hope our paths cross again soon. Yes. Hey, if you like the show, subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud, and even better, leave us a review and let us know what career development topics you would like to address on the show. You can find me at Twitter at C. Dowd Higgins or send me a direct email at caroline at carolinedowdhiggins.com. And I want to take just a second to give a special shout out to my extraordinary Your Working Life colleagues, Laura Deck, our Executive Director of Publicity and Communication, and Claire McInerney, executive producer, without whom this podcast would not be possible. Thanks to all of you for listening. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Take good care. 